Who are we? Nobodies. Speak for yourself. Okay. We're Canadian filmmakers with the dream of surviving financially on the backs of our films. Welcome to our show where we bring people along on our film journey. Maybe we can learn a thing or two. Maybe we can teach people a thing or two while drinking beers. I mean, if you can't drink beers while filmmaking, what's the point? We are Fable Forest Films, failing our way to success. Welcome to Jurassic Park. I mean, our show. First frames first. Good day, and welcome to episode... I don't know. (laughs) Of First Frames First. Hi. <laughs> my name my name is Adrian Constetin. I'm Jason Green. And uh, we're coming to you live from Jason's uh, would garage. You, would you say we're live? Yeah, totally. Totally live right now. Like, if you are listening to this, it is happening right this very minute. Right. We're broadcasting. So here's what's happening. Tell me stories. My office, where we normally podcast. Mm-hmm. Well, sometimes we podcast at your house. Mm-hmm. Sometimes we... That's pretty much it. Um, but sometimes my, we go for a jog. My office is destroyed right now. Mm-hmm. I'm trying to clean it. I'm trying to reorganize it. I'm trying to prune some of my books and VHS tapes and DVDs and things that I have. Jason has an obscene amount of VHS tapes to the point that it actually makes me a little mad that VH ta- that that VH tapes went out because you have such an incredible collection. Well, I don't think they've gone out. They are out. They are dead. They're not dead. They if are dead. If you have a VHS player. No. Which I do. No. Have you, you can play VHS have, tapes. You've obviously never watched a Blu-ray then? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Yep. So you're but, like, oh, let's take this VHS tape and crumple it into a... Okay. So, le- so let's get into this for a second. Okay, let's do it. But we are, we are having our podcast uh, this round from my garage. Uh, as you can see, we have a giant film projector... Uh, behind me, uh, over there we have film wheelchair. Uh, over here we have microwave stand. So just relax. It's a messy garage. This is the set of a new movie. Oh, probably not. No. Are we? Are you? Are you feeling like I'm uh, uppy enough over there? I'll get you some more up because you have a little baby voice. I do. Like I think I think my voice is louder on your microphone from over it, here. It feels like it. See? Are you sure? Sure? I just turned you up almost max. All right. Okay. I mean, it's it's okay. I'll just max you to Hold max. on. I'll come. Here we go. Maybe I should speak into the microphone. Totally lean into the microphone. Anyways. Okay. VHS tapes. This is the thing. If there's a movie like Ready Player One mm-hmm. or Cars mm-hmm. or the new Star Wars movies. Mm-hmm. I would rather watch them on Blu-ray. I will actually not even watch them on Netflix. I prefer to go get the Blu-ray and watch them on Blu-ray. Totally. But for a movie like The Last Castle or Black Hawk Down or, I don't know, Natural Born Killers, something like that, I don't mind watching it on VHS tape. Like, it doesn't bother me. SD quality is fine for you. Yeah. If it's something that was old... And it's not crazy colorful. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like, you can, especially if it's a little gritty, 
it kind of feels cool for it to be old and not quite sound perfect and okay i don't know i i it's weird i know but i do sit down in the office and throw my vhs tapes on all the time so that's crazy you know i also like i said i have a betamax player but i only have like four movies <laughs> buckaroo bonsai buck rogers yeah follow that bird sesame, okay sesame street movie. okay i mean vhs tapes are like that is that's how i learned about movies was yeah. by going to the video store yeah. And getting VHS tapes. You know what I mean? That's how we grew up. That's how we learned to love them. Absolutely. Is by sliding it in the machine. Damn it. They didn't rewind it. So, I've often thought too, would it be fun to do some, to make some sort, like if you just had a million VHS tapes, mm-hmm. would it be fun to do something with them? I don't even know what you could do. Like an art, an art piece? An art piece or, you know, like a wall. Totally. Like, like what do you mean like you just stick them all on the wall oh just make a wall out of them yeah you know what i mean like they're bricks essentially i mean they're i mean i wouldn't live in a house made of vhs tapes (laughs) yeah you would i might (laughs) yeah like depending where i lived yeah can you imagine if you had a had had a, a walls made of vhs tapes and like shellacked them or whatever with you know with clear coat waterproofing system uh i think you could you could get away with one wall being like that Mm -hmm. it would be you would every time if if all four walls Mm -hmm. were were that you would have an epileptic fit every time you walked into the room you'd be (laughs) like ah too much stuff i don't know i i often i've mentioned that i do feel comforted uh, by all my stuff. <laughs> you're twisted. You're I know, twisted. It's, it's Nobody not loved good. you when you it's were growing just... up. You used to sleep hugging VHS tapes. No, my dad's a hoarder. I'm trying not to be a trying hoarder. not to be a hoarder, yeah. but I do collect stuff. So, but I do got to get rid of it. I just got rid of Win a Date with Tad Hamilton. I don't even know why I have that VHS. I don't tape. even know what that movie is. Brutal. Yeah. So, so in today's episode, mm-hmm. besides speaking about Jason's. Uh, VHS collection. Yeah. We're going to have a little chat about Eight Limbs quickly. Yeah. Season two or season, season one? Season two. Okay. And uh, that's it. Okay. So let's, let's. And a little bit of a progress report, I suppose. We'll just let people know what's happening, what what's shifted. And um, yeah, we'll keep it short. We'll keep it sweet. We'll make this happen. Okay. Before we talk about eight, eight Limbs. Good night, guys. Thank you very much. No, I'm joking. Carry on. Before we talk about eight limbs, let's let's bring up uh, something that my dad and I were talking about, and oh. you can weigh in. Okay. Um, so, uh, my dad, huge supporter mm-hmm. of everything that we do. Mega fan. Mega fan. Uh, I'm sure he's watching right now. Um, so, he called me out of the blue today, and he said, um, you know, I watch a lot of Dragon's Den, Shark Tank uh, sort of things, and... Uh, you know, people come on there to pitch their stuff all the time. And one thing that a lot of people are already doing by the time they get to Shark Tank is they have done a Kickstarter program or they've done an Indiegogo or whatever. Mm-hmm. And, you know, have you guys thought more and more about doing a Kickstarter with Postman, right? And so he kind of went on to talk a little bit about uh, watching 24 with Kiefer Sutherland, how much he loved that show, um, you know, and just again, kind of 
loving the idea of jumping back into Postman if, mm-hmm. if we could. Mm-hmm. So, um, so I, I gave him kind of what I thought, but, um, you know, he, his point was, you know, you have people can create Kickstarter campaigns that, you know, last a year long and they make, you know, a million dollars to make their project. Or can it whatever. last a year? I don't think that it can. I think, it, I think, I think it's like three, days. three months, I thought. But oh, anyways. Okay. I need, we need to look up the rules. And I thought it was 30 days. I think it's more. Okay. Um, just because I have, I have contributed to some Indiegogos yeah. and, and Kickstarters that kind of roll over time. I don't know about a year, but, um, but some I think can go for a while, maybe four months. Um, okay. So would I, anyways, so Kickstarter campaign, uh, next movie. Okay, Google. <laughs> How long can a Kickstarter campaign be? I mean, let's just... 60 days. Okay, ask, check, now ask, okay, Google, about Indiegogo. Okay, Google, how long can an Indiegogo campaign be? 60 days. 60 days. Both Kickstarter and Indiegogo cap the maximum length of campaigns at 60 days. So I suppose they, I suppose that if if I've been paying attention for a while, it's because I contributed during Mm -hmm. the... Uh, contribution phase and now they're giving me updates is that what we're probably saying totally okay so so 60 days are we ready or interested to launch uh now you i suppose you could do multiple indiegogos for the same project probably you could probably do a uh, an indiegogo or a kickstarter and say for this kickstarter we're trying to raise money for this and this particular thing yeah we could you could do that and you don't want to you just you have a set number of people that you're going to be asking money from, mm-hmm. so you don't want to like ask the same people twice, right? So you know I I, mean? I feel like at, at our stage of the game, well, let's let's continue to hear what your thoughts are. I, I'll lay down a couple of my my own thoughts. Yeah, I just an Indiegogo campaign is a really tough thing to get right, or a Kickstarter campaign is a tough thing to get right, and you got to you have to for those thirty days that your campaign or sixty days that your campaign is running. You need to work it like a job. You are you are every single day. You are phoning people. You are you are you, you have cards printed. You have flyers printed. You are mm-hmm. like making it happen, right? So we did that in Postman a lot. Now I would say that also more than just the sixty days. Yes, you like you, you, you to just... build a successful campaign. You need you even need to be warming people to the idea totally, totally. that you're going to be coming up with a campaign totally. for months before. And what happens is you also, you're also playing an algorithm game with Kickstarter itself. So you want to make sure that your people who, and this I've, I've listened to this on a podcast about mm-hmm. people raising money for films and stuff. Right. And you want to make sure that the people who are, you, you like line up a certain percentage of people who are willing to donate. Right. And you say, when the campaign opens, you donate first. So it like shoots you out of the gates. Right. And when when Kickstarter and Wendygogo see that you're doing really well, then they move you to the top of the page and then you, you start performing better. Well, the other thing too is that with everything, if you're looking for a million dollars, let's just pretend, if you're able in the first couple days to get your first 200000 or mm-hmm. 250000 yeah, 
it's more likely that people will continue to contribute and try to get you the rest of the way. Totally. Maybe even not 250 for a million. You almost want to get halfway there yeah. in the first few days. Totally. It's it, and, and you need to you need to be strategic about that and you need to set that up beforehand. Mm-hmm. So yeah, you're absolutely right. It's not just like, let me start the campaign and now let me start pushing. And I that's, want to ramp up to it. And, and that's kind of what I said. What I said was that, you know, it's not something that you just turn on yeah. and then let money slowly trickle in over time and whatever you, not only that, you gotta, you really have to, it has to be a business plan. Like to totally. me, the ones that are successful are going to show people what you're going to do with the money. They're going to show what the, the investor is really getting. Mm-hmm. Right. And, and these are, these are patrons basically. Totally. Right. Um, you know, people don't want to give you a hundred dollars for a poster for a movie that's never going to come out. Right. They want to know that you can do it. At least I do. You know, like when I when I give to these um, guys, um, I don't give a lot. You know, I give 25 bucks, you know, 30 bucks. You know what? I just gave a buddy 20 bucks. Did you? For his some an acquaintance that I know. Okay. Who is raising money to make his movie. Amazing. And um, he started a website and he's accepting donations on the website. And I, I threw 20 bucks his way. Um yeah, and you're throwing twenty bucks his way, not sure whether he's gonna actually make the movie. Yeah, and I, I will say, although you know, I don't want to say this too loudly, but I give people money that I don't even know. Not, yeah, and I try. To, I, I don't do it all the time because I, I mean, I don't have tons of cash, right? But when I'm flying through things, mm-hmm. if I'm on Twitter or whatever, um, and I see what somebody's doing, and if it kind of strikes a chord with me. Yeah. Throw them a couple bucks. Yeah, and the only yeah. reason that I f- I feel like I can share this on my podcast is because I know my wife doesn't listen to the show. <laughs> so you're safe. Safe. Yeah. Anyways, but like, um, so, you know, I was I was saying that so, one of the ones that I gave to oh, a, you know, yeah. a bunch of months ago was one of those Dollar Baby Stephen King. Yeah, totally short films. Short films that's being done. So yeah. So what I what I would say to that, I love the idea of doing an Indiegogo or a Kickstarter, but you do you. You don't, I don't think, I think you got to, you just got to be careful and you got to be ready. And so what I would say for Postman is we got to know the the budget that we're going to be aiming at and we got to yep. have the script ready to rock. And that's what I said too. I was like, the thing is you, you also have to make a decision. Are, is it an amendment to what you've, you're already getting? So let's say we, let's say we, uh, we get a, a deal to make Postman for a million dollars. Let's pretend. Mm. Um, but we want to raise another 200,000, right? Mm-hmm. Maybe we can do an Indiegogo and say, totally. we've got a million, blah, blah, totally. blah. We need another 200,000, yeah, et cetera, yeah, yeah. et cetera. Or are we going to bring the whole thing down? We're going to make Postman for 150, yeah. and that's what we're going to try to raise, and we're going to try to go hard and make that that amount or whatever. So, yeah. so I think a lot of decision-making around Indiegogo, like I told my dad, I said, I'm not adverse. It's just... It's it's going to be whenever we go down that road, it's going to be a lot of work. It is a I, lot of work. Like, it's like everything that we do is a lot of work, yeah. and so I'm not ready to light up a big thing, another big thing while we're working on this other stuff. Yeah. So we do have to really think about it, um, but it's not off the table. But oh, it's something it's I, something we need to, it, to. I think it's a valuable with. tool. Yeah, but I don't. I, I definitely don't think it's a hail mary. I think it's one of the one of the two one of the you know, one of the weapons in your arsenal so, that you have is when you need that extra, 
yep. extra five grand for whatever reason, yep. you have an avenue that you, you can exhaust that avenue. So that, that brings me to the next question, though, mm-hmm. which is um, as we near the completion of Shifted, mm-hmm. should we be looking at posters and buttons and things and whatevers um, that people might enjoy Maybe buttons might is might might be stupid but a cool shifted poster a cool um, first crack at a dvd blah 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 and should we be trying to raise another five or whatever we may need to get to the end of shifted um, with an indiegogo for shifted mm. something to think about it is something to think about right um yeah, because the thing is, there's still work to be done. There's still uh, yeah a fair bit of editing, and uh, yeah. things that we're gonna need dollar bills for. So, you know, we've had an amazing um, group of investors, mm-hmm. um, and we probably have a little bit more opportunity there, um, depending on how we want to push to the end. Mm-hmm. Um, but Indiegogo is an option too, and that it that just option, lets a yeah. lot of people come in at a little. And get a little something, right? If yeah. everybody wants a poster or, or um, like I said, first crack at a DVD or, you know, whatever. Mm-hmm. You know, first uh, first tickets to the premiere, et cetera, et cetera. Things yeah, like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But those will be local people. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So, something. Yeah. Something I think about. In the brain box. Let's yeah. think about it. Also, we, we, we also want to know how much money we need to finish. Digital downloads. I don't know. Yeah. I don't know what all the options are. Yeah. You'd have to dig around to a lot of cool Indiegogos and see what... What a lot of people and then doing. what makes it cool because if they have a full trailer yeah then that's what we need. oh yeah 100 percent. we need a full trailer for sure for sure and it is a tough movie to put a trailer to do a trailer yeah i will say that uh some of some of the Without indiegogos that i've really enjoyed which is is stuff that we have is i've enjoyed receiving a concept art i, I don't know it's that's really cool, cool. That I, is cool. I, it's cool to get a poster a legit poster for the movie and some like behind the scenes stuff and concept art and stuff like yeah, that that, cool. uh, that you can see. But anyways, so anyways, something to think about. Cool. Okay, eight limbs. Mm-hmm. So just speaking about shifted though. Again, we continue to push forward. Yep. You've been, um, you've gone through this. We last time we talked, you were gonna head hit through the script, uh-huh. uh, which you have done and put together a kind of a plan for the rest of the the scenes. Mm-hmm. Um, we are very likely going to be pushing to shoot the remaining scenes in the wintertime. Yeah, we, we might as might as well get we might as well get the winter, and then we have to, then we can do away with the VFX and all that kind of jazz because yeah. we have to. Have you spoken to Mike? I so the thing is, I Mike will. I don't know how much time he needs to grow his mustache back, so I would say either he's got to take that time, or we've got to fakeify the mustache totally. But um, if he could start growing it... Well, the thing is, you don't want to put a fake mustache over a little bit of a mustache. He can shave it on the day if it's not long enough. I mean, yeah. Because so. can I tell you something? If if he, if he the fake mustache looks caca... For sure. Then what are we going to do? For sure. So, we got to get him. Mike, you ready? He's we, not watching the podcast either. We got it. Yeah. <laughs> he just... We want to... Like, you don't want it's to... It's an unnecessary corner to cut just to... Just if yeah, he starts yeah. growing now, yeah, for sure. Hopefully, we will be close enough. Yeah. So um, you also uh, put together a list of sound and all that kind of stuff that yeah. we we need post production um, workflow. So that's that's been moving along. Yeah. 
Um, we are, again, talking with our monster people, and so we're starting to get everything, the ball rolling again mm-hmm. to, to get all that stuff done. So you're, you guys are going to hear updates, um, but it's, it should be interesting once things get rolling again really quickly. So yeah. um, Good? Yeah. Okay. So eight limbs, a um, couple, couple things. First of all, everyone, thank you so much. We've uh, so many people have been reaching out to us about our show that we put on Bell Five TV One called "The Art of Eight Limbs." It's uh, Muay Thai. I better have a drink because I'm talking so much. Fight documentary. Yeah, you, why, don't, why don't you talk about all the people that have been reaching out to us? Well, lots of people have been reaching out to Jay. <laughs> Nobody reaches out to the guy that uh, the makes thing. the editing decisions. Mm-hmm. So it's, no, it, totally. anyway, it's it's totally like it, what I will say is so it was released on the twenty seventh of August, yeah, and we are waiting to get the streaming numbers back from the service provider Bell, mm-hmm. um, and we're excited. We want to know kind of how the show's been doing because a lot of people five viewers, five people. So we have heard like in our sort of just social community, people have been like, "Where can I watch it? Who has Bell Five? Where? You know what I mean?" Which is great to see when people say that. Um, because it just means that people want to see it. Now, yeah. um, my wife watched. Where did she watch it? Just at home. You have Bell? No. Oh. But uh, we're going to switch. Oh, wait. She watched it on the computer? Yeah. Oh, cheat. <laughs> Good. <laughs> That's cool. What did she think? She said it was boring. Really? <laughs> she was like... Awesome. Okay. <laughs> she was like... Sorry, everyone. I was excited. <laughs> no. But uh... she was like, she, what she said was she needed to be drawn in more. Okay. So initially, I got really offended. <laughs> initially, I was like, you're never actually, actually, I just like gave her a lot of shit until she was like, I'm never watching any of your stupid stuff again, is what she said. <laughs> and then we went to bed, we went to bed in a half. But the next day after I cooled down yeah. a little bit, because I was offended, um, then uh, I was like, okay, there's obvious, there's always validity in when, when someone says that. Yes. Right. No matter who it is, if someone's like, that's, that's crap for this reason, there's validity in what they're saying. They yeah. have a, they have an opinion, right? Yeah. And I, I think she just wanted to care more about our fighters okay. and it's not the fighters fault. It's our fault. And I don't, I think we made the best show with the footage that we had and what we shot. Right. We just, we want to draw people into their lives a little more. Okay. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So that's what I took from that piece of harsh criticism. I love it. Came down the, down the love part. She, she cut you deep. Yeah, man. <laughs> like literally, we, we basically had a little tiff and then we went to bed in a half, didn't say anything to each other and just went to bed, went to sleep. Like, Oh no. <laughs> totally. I was totally hurt. It's, it's, a totally good thing that, it's a good thing that your wife doesn't watch the show either. Yeah, no, she doesn't listen. Nobody we know, except for your 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 dad. Yeah. Oh, yeah, for sure. Yeah, I have some buddies who listen. Yeah, they're good, good guys. <laughs> Thank you, everyone. Thanks, guys. Um, so that aside, for a second, try to go to Bell Five TV One if you can. It's and watch our boring show. No, it's not. It's actually re- it's really good. Yeah, it's a really great show. It's yes. like fast paced. It's hectic. She was coming from a really, like, she was comparing, she's comparing us to the best documentaries in the world, the best sports docs in the world. Right. That's who she's holding us against. And that's a good standard to be held up against. Sure. Right. And it's not 
It's not. It, we just need to film a little more behind the scenes with the fighters, mm-hmm. and we will f- we will make people fall in love with them, I mean, and they'll root for them during the fight, and it'll be a different different thing, you know. Yeah. So, um, you know, we want we we definitely want people to keep watching it on Bell Five. That's where it is exclusively for the mm-hmm. next couple weeks. Um, we've people have been asking it, how else they can see it. We are talking about uh, potentially showing it on the big screen at a theater yeah. here in town and doing like a, a, you know, the gala nights that we love having, um, have a bunch of the fighters come out, everybody dress up. It could be a lot of fun. Yeah. So we'll, we'll see if we're going to do that. Um, and then of course, uh, we're going to be looking to see where else we can put it in the next little while. Mm-hmm. Um, so some discussions to be had there about where else people will be able to see it. Yeah. But season two, um, I think we mentioned, we might've mentioned a couple weeks ago that we, we are pitching to Bell a couple different shows. Um, so I don't know. Do we want to talk about the different shows that we did submit sure. to Bell? Yeah. Um, now, did we talk about the other shows that we... Submitted to Bell previously? Yeah. During the first season? No, we didn't. So, I, don't think so. I will say it's, it has been a lot of fun. This, like, we like pitching. We like coming up with ideas. And it is mm-hmm. kind of fun to be cut down. Um, yeah, you, know. you, you, think you've got a, you think you have a home run. Yeah. And then uh, you sit down in front of someone and they're like, no. Just like an idea that you've been mulling in your head for a couple weeks, you know, or a month. You know, (laughs) you've been, yeah, and then we could do this and we could do this and this is how we'll put it together. And then you sit down with someone and it takes them about five seconds to be like, we're not interested in that at all. (laughs) Which is cool. I mean, that's fine. Or or they've done something like it already, right? So... Um, but I, I think in season one, when we did get the art of eight limbs, um, we had kind of a, an idea for like, um, a show of local breweries, mm-hmm. right. Where we go around and that's, that's, probably, that's probably one of the most common shows that they have on the, on the site. Yeah. When you so go look at all their different shows, they do have guys that yeah. go out and hit the different places. So that's totally understandable. Yeah. Um, I still, I still like the idea, although I can understand why it would be boring. <laughs> But for me, I like the idea of um, it, going around to local sites that have been the sets of mm-hmm. scenes in major you know, mm-hmm. television shows or movies that people would have watched and see the area, um, you know, t- tell stories, maybe try to reenact the scenes that are happening there, uh, like those old Sweden, um shows. Yeah. Um, but anyways, so, so this... This time we we pitched a couple new ideas. Yeah. Um, yeah. So I, I'll just talk about the one idea that's that's kind of uh, so um, a friend of ours that you all know well, Derek Lackenbauer. He approached us and he said, "Listen, you guys, there's this buddy of mine, mm-hmm. Andrew. How, how do you say his surname? Do you know? No, no, Fresnadovic, something like that. It's an amazing surname, but he's he's an amazing chef." But he cook. he's an amazing cook. Um, he does not work in a restaurant. He's an IT gent. But he grows all of his own food in his garden. And then he makes these amazing dishes at home. And everybody raves about how good his cooking is. Yeah. And people have asked him, you know, why don't you open up a restaurant? You'd be so good at this. And, he's like, and he said, no, I'd, I like to make smaller portions. And I, w- I want the people to be around me who are tasting the food. Mm-hmm. That's why he makes it. It's, it really is art and love for this guy. Yeah. So um, we we sort of sat down together and we were like, we could make a show where we follow food from his garden. Obviously, not all the food is from his garden, but we follow a, a, a large majority of the food comes from his garden. 
and it goes into the kitchen. And then we were also getting the meats and things from St. Jacob's Market. It all ends up in his kitchen. Our local farmer's market. Local farmer's market. And he cooks it up and he makes it into a dish and friends come over and then he serves it to his buddies and everybody loves it and they think he's amazing. And so we we wanted we titled the show Cook uh, Grow Cook Love and uh, we pitched it to Belle yeah. as one of the new shows, the show ideas that we have and they were not horrified by it to the point that they said, yeah, let's get a screen test. Yeah. Of the guy, of because the the, the show is going to live or die on With how host, personable sure. Andrew is. Yeah, and um, if if people like listening to him speak and like, um, and he can speak, he can right? speak, so, and so, he's very personable for sure. So it'll it'll be you know, can we put a camera on him and he's yeah. going to walk us through his garden? He's going to talk us through things and he's going to talk while he's cooking and he's going to show mm-hmm. and can he do that? And so I think that's that's next step for us. It's very exciting. Because um, we didn't get shut down straight away, which means there is interest. There's hope. There's always a chance. There's a, there's a light at the end of this Grow Cook Love Tunnel. And yeah. we're very excited about the show because we'll get to eat some of Andrew's food. Yes. I mean, And I? it's great. So he made, when we went, when we went to drink and talk about this, yeah. uh, he made us uh, some healthy uh, pizzas and it was awesome. So, yeah. Um, so, and then of course... Uh, then what's the other show that we pitched besides... Well, we, we definitely pitched... Art of Eight Limbs Season 2. Yeah. Um, we feel really good about the first season. We think we can do a better job. Mm-hmm. Um, we we kind of... We're, we're working through it. We're getting the feel. Next time, it's all about making sure that Adrian's wife loves the show. Totally. Whatever we have to do. Whatever we have to do um, to make sure so. that she loves the show. Because she is... She... She's the hard, one of the hardest people... To please. She's not going to say she likes something. No. Or, like, she's she's just not going to... She's just going to tell you exactly what she thinks. Which is great. Yeah. What you need. It's, yeah. it's, it's healthy. It stings. Yes, it does. But it's very good. And so, you see, most people are gentle. They'll be like, I really love these things about the show. Mm-hmm. Have you thought about this? Right. She was not like that. She was an axe from the heavens that cut my heart in twine. Well... That's good. You should thank her for that. <laughs> so anyway, I, and, <laughs> so we'll work on that. We'll find a way to just make us care more about the fighters. So I think I think we have some work to do for Art of Eight Limbs season two, and and so um, I do want to kind of get to there mm-hmm. really quickly, mm-hmm. and and uh, we're at a half hour, so we'll try to wrap things up soon. Um, but the other the other kind of idea that that we threw out, and I don't know, I don't know if this is going to stick or not. Um, we shall see. Yeah. Um, but I think something that uh, you love the idea of mm-hmm. is uh, working on a kids' television program, like for toddlers and and yeah. babies almost, um, which is is really cool. It's a very interesting and giant market to be in, and that's where we want to play. Huge. Um, we want to, uh, as you guys know, make dollar bills making our art or. Um, goofy faces and you know whatever we call yeah. art right so well, well the, no the, i mean the thing is that it, it it it's all in we we make goofy faces but it's in order to build the infrastructure and that Correct. infrastructure will help us make fiction films or tv absolutely. shows or whatever absolutely we, we, like we are we want to make movies but we're also trying to build a little machine here that's correct yeah so um we've been you know you watch a lot of children's television with two girls yeah um 
I have watched a lot of children's television. Yeah. Um, I have friends that are in the children's television. Um, That's right. Zone, and they are they are huge, huge. They are, big. which is really cool because um, it's really neat to. I've known them for so long. Like, if you think are about they married, no. Okay. So, uh, so I've known her for so long. Excuse yeah, me. Yeah. I went to high school with her. So, um, you you watch somebody who uh, started off like taking weird pictures with like the costumes are so old and ghetto and just guitars and just singing, being like a busker basically. Yeah. Right. And then over the years, you know, so many birthdays later. You know, things keep happening and, you know, they're just grinding, 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 grinding. Um, and then one day I find out, uh, you know, I saw their CD in a store, you know, and then, you know, a couple of years later and I bought it. Good for you. That's awesome. Uh, even though it's still in the packaging because <laughs> I don't want you know, to listen I've to got it. it downstairs. But yeah. um, and then years later, uh, you know, I hear from someone like, oh, yeah, they've got a special that's going to be on Treehouse and Treehouse yeah. when... Uh, I don't know about Connor, but definitely when Lex was a baby, mm -hmm. Treehouse was the kids' station, station yeah. with all the like, I don't know, Arthur and yeah, and shows. So, uh, so just who who are these? Who are these? Um, they're they're um, Splash and Boots. Splash and Splash and Boots. Yeah. Now it's Sorry, funny. I, I was gonna say Puss and Boots, but that's not right. Yeah. So so when when you first mentioned that, I was like. No ways, because I had just watched them on Treehouse. That's funny. Like, I had just, like, a, a couple of weeks before, Yeah. I turned on Treehouse for yeah. the girls, Yeah. and there was Splash and Boots. Yeah. So, I mean, I still don't really know how huge and successful they are, but yeah. it was pretty cool when you were like, oh my god, you know those yeah, people. Yeah, those guys. Uh, it's like if I knew the, who the Wiggles were, you know. Totally. The, um, Wiggles, the Wiggles are just on another level. Yeah. So, anyways, so... It would be very cool for us to play in this zone and see what we can do. And yeah. the the neat thing about Bell Five TV One is it's just it's a streaming service with a bunch of different shows, right? Mm -hmm. And a lot of them, if you look at their kind of um, uh, catalog, a lot of them are like cooking shows, sports shows, yeah. um, combat shows, couple like martial arts type stuff, lots of food, lots of like. Um, this is these are the people in our city sort of yeah type a lot of, of the same yeah and so you know we we pitched it out there and just said maybe a show for little kids because kids watch show shows on repeat they do they put it on loop and they'll watch it again and again and again and again right if you got 10 if you got 10 episodes on there yeah. each kid will watch that 10 episodes like as many times as you let it run especially if you have catchy songs Oh, so, so uh, we batted a bunch of ideas around, mm -hmm. and um, one thing that you really wanted to do was, well, talk about kind of where your interests lie as far as yeah, so, inspiration. So the thing is, we do spend a lot of time on, uh, on YouTube with the girls, and we have very specific places that I go to on YouTube mm -hmm. with the girls, and one of the, one of the, the characters that we, that we enjoy watching is a, is a gentleman by the name of Blippi. B-L-I-P-P-I. So he's this guy that that will walk around a, a play area basically. Now he has lots of different videos, and just so you know the scale, he's got two million plus videos. Mm -hmm. I mean, two million plus subscribers. Like I don't know what it is, two point four or five million subscribers. Um, his videos get 
into the 45 million views like yeah this guy this guy's doing really really well great um so he'll move through a space like an indoor play area and he'll talk to the kids about colors and he basically plays with them and then we'll also try and teach them a couple of rudimentary things like colors this is a circle this is square look at me i'm spinning and it's kind of a game and like (laughs) it's kind of a game but the thing is that the the educational aspect of it it's not like he's standing there and he's like this is an a a is a a a a which is cool and that's fine but the what i found is like why is my daughter able to watch this guy for so long right and it's because he keeps moving he never stops he'll stop say a thing you know and then he'll keep moving on he'll keep playing in the area right so anyway that was one of the inspirational um elements that i thought you know what we could do this we can do the same thing but we could do better like we could teach things we could teach better lessons do you know what i mean Mm -hmm. like we could really have a functional he just i think he i feel like he's getting better as he goes but he just kind of is like look this is look at this color look at this color he'll just do colors every time whereas i think we would have more of a structure we would plan things we would teach this lesson this lesson this lesson this lesson but then we'd go to really try and find that free flow feeling where it doesn't stop moving right you know what i mean you're never in the classroom right so to speak you know what i mean um so that was one of the inspirational elements and i think another aspect that you are really interested in is keeping kids moving getting up and dancing around and playing and uh being outside and Uh, you know look we're gonna we want them to watch it on a screen but our kids are watching a lot of screens these days so it would also be nice for them to jump up and down and Play but the thing is you're never gonna you're never gonna take Can you screens, talk for a second you're never gonna take screens away screens aren't going anywhere they're here to stay but um what you are going to do is you are able to like make kids fall in love with sport so i love absolutely love sport i think it's the best so i in the show what i'd love to do is i would love to introduce kids to sport and movement mm-hmm and while we're moving and doing these sports and learning about this, these games that, so you don't need to learn what the rules of the sport really are, but just like, this is what you got to do. And this is, and let's do this fun thing. You know what I mean? So you're introducing them to a sport, you're introducing them to the movement of that sport. And then you are also bringing in your ABCs, your one, two, threes, because that stuff is awesome. Like, and then your hundred, like I would love to do the hundred most common nouns love to, to introduce that as well hmm. um yeah amazing so so what anyways. is it so jay so i i i initially was like jay we should pitch a kids show because yeah. we can also like i mean we, we we can get into a recording studio and make some cool songs which is like amazing it's really interesting for us to go into a recording studio and sing twinkle twinkle will be it'll be awesome it will be great and then um so that would be one element that would be a lot of fun for us and then um i'm sorry i lost my train of thought there just for a second but basically jay i threw it at jay and we've been thinking about it for a really long time and he came up with the with the lead character gymnastic yeah the fantastic gymnastic fantastic gymnastic (laughs) i love it that's our main guy (laughs) i think it's amazing so he's gonna be a clown or i mean not a clown but i mean this clown that rolls and can do a couple flips and stuff and he's a really cool dude yeah and we have come up with nothing else besides that really no, uh, well, yeah. Do you know what he's going to look like? Have you thought about what he's going to look like? A little bit. Is he a hobo? No. Damn it. <laughs> we start every episode 
in the alley. Yeah, with a hobo defense. Hey, kids, <laughs> come on down. I got some candy for you. Bell's watching this show and they just <laughs> cancel, cancel, cancel. Yeah. No, it won't. It will not. He will not look like a hobo. No. Yeah. But I think it'll be very colorful. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. And very bouncy. And, and I don't mean a hobo. I mean like a rag man. Ah. Uh, you know what I mean? No. <laughs> I hear you. You like you like hobos. Um. So, but yeah. So let's let's. Uh, I don't know. Let's wrap up the show. Totally. What do you think? Yeah. Because uh, so I can run downstairs and. Put on another pot of coffee and cut this episode and get it up. <laughs> Super we, quick. Yeah, we we need to uh, we need to be a little bit better with our uh, our uh, planning of shooting episodes. Totally. And uh, coming down to the wire is is uh, is tough because I I do like to try to get them out at a reasonable ish time, if possible. Yeah. But okay, guys, we're gonna wrap this one up. So um, that's what we're doing. Yeah, that's everything. We're, we we yeah. uh, we'll see. We'll see how. Um, we'll see what Bell says. We'll see what Bell says. We we've got we got to do some screen work with Andrew. Um, there's some things that we need to start working through for Art of Eight Limbs season two. Um, some pr- kind of pre work um, mm-hmm. before uh, before Bell really wants to uh, to say yes. But please continue to watch if you can. Um, continue to watch our first. Uh, season mm-hmm. um if, if you have if Bell, you're watching live right now go and watch it and it is this mid-september is 2018 so you yeah. know if you're watching it you know two years from now then you can watch, our watch show, it on Bell. watch our shows watch our all of our early work first go see the next big blockbuster that is coming out in the theater that, that we've is, made that is out and then and then go back and look at our early work and the whole time that this is all happening we are still grinding away at shifted Yes. And um, I'm going to make sure and get that one out the gates before February. Amazing. Okay. Thanks, guys. Dream big. Work hard. Bye. Thanks for watching First Frames First. Yes. First Frames First. Thank you, Jason. Welcome. If you enjoyed, head over to our website, www.thefableforest.com. Check out our films and sign up for our newsletter where we will send you exclusive content. Hit us up on our socials, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, always at The Fable Forest. And share our show with your friends. It'll really help us out a lot. Dream big. Work hard.